From Radical Productions, this is Reaching the Border, a series of stories surrounding the lives of students in Baltimore struggling to not only survive, but to satisfy the daunting requirements in school to get to this dream of the promised land with education as the vehicle to access it. I'm your host, Robert A. Douglas. If you've been following this podcast, you can see that there's a great lapse of time between the last episode and this one. I apologize, but life has taken me through some very challenging leaps, both professionally and personally. But interestingly enough, it has great benefit to this podcast. And before I move forward, if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, please stop to do that now. So to update you, I'm no longer serving at my previous school as the campus director. I'm now in a high school. In fact, the lowest ranked high school in the entire state of Maryland. And I'm in a different position. I'm working as a hall monitor. Big difference between now and our last episode. And to hear all about it, be on the lookout for my new podcast, My Return to Poverty, coming soon. Being here at this new school, you get to see the next level of the border that is reached when we continue to neglect the immediate needs of our kids in our schools, in our communities, in our homes. And now we'll focus both on young men and women. But to wrap up one important issue that majority of our men struggle with, I put together a very unique episode that can touch home for the most of us. Let's jump right in. So recently you had your mother reach out to your father to um, establish a relationship with you. Um, can you tell me about that? Um, it was a hard thing to deal with, knowing that I don't have like a father figure to look up to at the time. Um, but I knew that my mother, she tried her best to um, take care of me in any possible way and get me the help that she could. But she was still struggling at the time and um, just trying to get me some food, clothes to provide food and other things that I need to survive. So what was that conversation like when um, she did reach out to your father and you got to talk to him and express how you were feeling? Um, it didn't really go well because it seemed like he didn't really, he didn't really want to listen to what we was trying to say. So it just made everything kind of worse, but nothing got better. What kind of things were you trying to say? Just tell him how how I'm going, like what I'm going through as a child with no father in my life. Talk about some of those things. Um, as we was talking, like I was just telling him how it's hard not having a father. Um, it's hard just having a parent, just a mother with no father figure to look up to to teach me the things that I need to know. And what was his response? Nothing. He just kept saying I can't use him as an excuse and that I still have to work. But as he was saying that, I was saying to myself that it's frustrating because I have no one to look up to as a father figure to me. So I couldn't really listen to that. Did you tell him that? I didn't never have a chance to, but if I did have a chance to, I would. Why didn't you have a chance? Because then my mother started to get upset and it started to escalate from there and it start, they start yelling. So, yeah. So, what types of things do you feel like you need to learn from your father? Um, you said, you know, there's some things that you need to learn from him as you grow up that you aren't. Let's unpack this a little bit. Um, Nothing really, because he don't really do nothing as a role model in my eyes. 
um, he stayed in and out of jail. So sometimes, like, he would come get me to see my brothers and come over to his house. But then, like, later on, like a week, too, he'd do that for like a week. Then the next month, he had stopped getting me. I tried to call him, he wouldn't answer. Then when my mother called him on her phone, he'd say he don't answer because he don't like my mother and all this other stuff because he always fussing. But I don't really get that. If you don't like my mother and she calling you for you to talk to me, that means you something not right. Has he ever been in your life at any point? Um, no. He left when I was like some months, a couple months. Okay. And how long have you been struggling with this feeling of needing your father and not having him? Um, since I was old enough to really understand, that was about really when I was ten. And when when you hit ten, what happened? Um, I started to realize what was going on and how I really needed a role model. That's when school really started to get harder and my mother really couldn't take all the stress that was coming at her because she had to work. She had to come home to helping me and it was just a lot. Did it make it a lot harder for you because it was harder for her or was it just hard on you in general? Um, it was really both because me seeing everybody with their parents, with their mother and father driving them to school, picking them up from school. Um, it was hard because I knew that I couldn't depend on my father picking me up from school or taking me to school. Um, but for my mother, that made it a little worse because I knew that she couldn't really do all of it by herself. She can just do parts of it and bits of it. I knew that my father, well, if I had a father, that he could really teach me the things that I need to know. As a child growing up, I knew that I needed certain things that my mother couldn't teach me, so... Yeah. And do you feel like you're learning those things or do you feel like you're missing out on it? Um, when I'm around my cousins, I feel like I'm learning some things because my cousins and my uncle, they really grew up around stuff like that. They grew up having the right role model. Um, so I have some things like respecting. Since recording this interview, this cousin he references was shot 13 times, caught in a crossfire and was killed, leaving him with one less male role model. Rest in peace. So really tell me about the conversation you had with your father when you did talk to him. Um, like walk me through that conversation. So he, we had pulled up on him, me and my mother. Um, he was outside, so he got in the car. We started to talk and um, he told my mother, he was like, man, I don't wanna hear all that stuff. Um, and then he said that I shouldn't use him and his um, his presence as an excuse for me not doing right in school. But that's really the main reason, because if I don't have a father figure to help me with school and all the other stuff that I need to help with, that's really, it's going to stress me out, and it's going to stress my mother out, because she don't know how to deal with that stuff. She was never, she never been through that, because she's a female. Do some of your friends have fathers? Um, yes. And what's your feeling toward that? I'm happy for them. Um, I enjoy the sight of seeing their parents, their father, come to pick them up. But overall, I still appreciate what my mother does and try to do for me. Do you feel like there's any way you can get what you need from your father some somewhere else? Um, no. How does that make you feel? At this point, I really grew out of it no matter how many times I tell him that I'm frustrated and everything is just too much. 
I don't think he's gonna listen, so I just grew out of it, and now I just really don't care no more. And if there was one thing you could say to your father if he was listening right now, what would it be? Um, that you just need to step up and be the father that you said you wanted to be. Not to just me, but my other brothers and my sister. Because him not being there is doing what? It's frustrating me knowing that he be going to my brother's house, seeing them, have a conversation with them. But when I try to call him, get in contact with him, that's a whole nother story. He talking about he don't have a car, but if you don't have a car, how can you get to my brothers and my sister with no problem? This hurts me. I always torture myself as a father, wondering if I'm doing enough. Am I working too much and too hard to save a population that experiences the pain I've experienced growing up without a father? Does the sacrifice of time I make for my kids create some hurtful feeling inside for them? They never show signs of such, but I wonder. And then I hear interviews like this, which make me reflect on my own childhood. Like this kid, I never wanted anything lavish or grand from my father. I simply wanted to see his face. I wanted to hear about the tough life lessons he had to learn and wanted me to avoid. I wanted to view myself as a reflection of another being regardless of how life turned out. But at the same time, I do still have to battle the depressing thoughts that my children are better off without me when I'm not feeling my best. And I know it's not something you understand, but if I'm honest, reaching this new low for me professionally definitely causes me to have to force myself to see my children and still remain present and active in their lives because that's all they really want. And I love my children more than anything in this world, but no amount of logic can cause a man that is mentally beat down about himself by the world to make the decision to be present. It is simply a choice that must be made daily. The next young brother is a Baltimore rapper that I've grown fond of, who also struggles with the hurt of his father and opens up about what that's left him in his absence. Listen. Take his time to introduce himself to you all. Let him know where he, you can find him, find his music. You from Owadi, my man. You from the government name, Dory. You from me, coming from straight from Baltimore. You from me. You can find my music on SoundCloud at YDXNTBXMOG. You can find me on YouTube at YD, my man. Find me on Instagram under the same thing. You feel me? This episode is about fatherhood, and what I talk about is like, my struggles growing up without a father, because now I'm a father. Right, right. You feel me? That I had an example before me. I mean, that is yeah. Right, exactly. So, see, like, three main struggles I had without having a father, you feel me, is it, as as the middle child, you feel me, I, I got to take on a big role mm. and be a figure for my little brother, mm. you feel me, even my big brother. So, that's one of my struggles is... You need a motherfucking a figure. You ain't got no father figure, you feel me? So you got to learn how to survive and do shit on your own. Mm-hmm. And my, my other struggle, you feel me, is just had to become a man at an early age. That shit all. I mean. Hard oh, why? Like, what, what do you think? Like, like what like, what challenges from, do you think that from, feels? From, from, from struggling to where as though you feel like you got to go sell drugs, you feel me, to... Struggling and feel though you gotta go rob that for you to make sure your mama's good and your little mm-hmm. brother eating. And what? So for me, it put me in a different mental space. Uh, that right? So talk about crazy. that. Like, mama, it'll fuck your head up the way it's though. Like, you start feeling like 
you're the only person you got. You feel me? Because you ain't got no father. I mean, your mother there, but she 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 don't really know how to teach a man how to be a man. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So you got you got learn from your surroundings and and yeah, just try to become the best man you can. Right. So at 16, I was taking care of myself. Right. You feel me? You couldn't tell me I wasn't a man. Right, and I thought I knew everything, but I had to. It wasn't like I was just jumping out there, you feel me? I didn't have anybody. I didn't have a mother or father. So, right. you know, I was really having to make decisions for myself, and I realized now I made a lot of bad decisions that I thought were good decisions in that moment. Do you find yourself in that situation? Or? See, for me, it was like, boom, my father was in and out of jail, you feel me? So, he put, like, when for I was like, like... For violent crime, for drugs? For, for, for selling drugs, guns, or a whole bunch of... Like street charges, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, yeah, just basically drugs and guns. So you know, over and over. Yeah, I know my father. I mm-hmm. met my father. I was like, like, he was there when I was born. I don't really remember, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I remember meeting my father, I was like four, you feel me? But then he was in and out of jail. He was locked up till I was like eight. He came back home, you feel me? Home till I was like 10, got back locked up. And now he ain't, he ain't come on this time till I was 15. Then he just got locked up. Like two months ago, and still locked up. Mm-hmm. Sixteen now, he, yeah. Shit, oh. So he never really been there. Consistent. Yeah, he was. I mean, like he taught me a little bit. You feel me? But he ain't teach me anything I need to know. Mm-hmm. Like he, he ain't prepared me. I feel as though he ain't do as much as he could to prepare me to be a man. And where do you feel like you gotta get that from? The things that he didn't give you. My big brother and my and my and my aunt was around me. You feel me? What your, what your big brother do? Like what? No, see, my big brother, he want me, he he, he, he putting me D with the streets, you feel me? But he, he telling me I got to finish school too, you feel me? Like mm-hmm. He want me to have the best of both worlds. <clears throat> that way if I ever slip, I know how I survive, you feel me? If I'm on my shit, I know how I survive. Right. You feel me? So he teaching me like, yeah, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. How old is he? he he's 17. So he, he a year older, yeah. but he's kind of like your father, right? Yeah. He's kind of like yeah. My little brother, he there. But he ain't like is like and my sister, but they ain't interactive is it's me and my brother. Yeah, older like, brother. yeah. Mm-hmm. We like like we always had each other going school, like all that. It was always me and him. So you trust him like that. Yeah, like that's like, that's, that's my heart. I'm glad you got that, because I you know, I lost my brother when I was fifteen, he got killed. Uh, um, uh, so your mom has all four of y'all. See so yeah, it's me, my sister, my brother, my older brother and my younger brother. Mm-hmm. And that's it. My sister, she twenty something. She just had the baby and shit. She on that shit a little bit. You feel me? Got her own little house, all that. My brother, he good. He got his own little house. Then it's me, my brother, and my little and my my little brother and my mother. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And we just yeah. She has an easy time taking care of y'all. My mother, she always all my life. You feel me? She always worked at the gas station, but she do everything she like. She do everything she can to keep us on our feet, make sure we good, make sure we got school clothes, all that. Mm-hmm. You so fresh, she, um, she, she, she yeah, doing that? She's she doing, doing a good job, you feel me? Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Um, so so given your like life, right, and your, your situation, you deal with some, some anger issues? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, uh, my anger issues, that should have take you down the wrong path, bro. Like, I done, from my anger issues, I done got myself arrested, you feel me, multiple times for assault, all robbery, you feel me, like, I did, like, when I was, like, 13 and 14, like, I get mad, and I just go, 
rob something, like, mm-hmm. rob, break in my house and rob somebody, like, steal something, you mm-hmm. feel me? So my brother was on my ass, he kept being on my ass. I had, uh, then I started saying it, like my mouth was hurting, I see that, that shit hurting my mama more than it's like really doing anything, mm-hmm. you feel me? So I had to make a change. So like, I was like 14, I had just ready to go to high school. So I told myself like, yeah, I was gonna stop selling grass, you feel me? I was gonna start doing all that. Changed my life around, feel me? So then I start, I start like playing basketball and shit, that shit was worse. So then I start rapping. Make me feel good, you feel me? Make me feel like I'm doing something positive. That's what I was about to say. Um, it's hard, cause, so when I was young, I had anger problems. My mother died of overdose when I was 10. I ain't know my father. So I was on my own forever, right? So in middle school, I got pissed off just just because I was mad. You feel right. me? And I light the trash can on fire and I threw it in the bathroom. Yeah. Right? Somebody was in the bathroom. It, it got bad, but I'm just like, everybody's looking at it in the vacuum. Everybody's just looking at it like I lit a trash can on fire and just threw it in this room just because I'm, I'm a bad kid. Yeah, you feel, you feel me? me? They ain't looking at that the background story. underneath it. Like, what support can we... And I'm glad you found rap because I ain't find nothing. I found writing. At like 13, but I ain't know what to do with it. You feel me? Because I was like, everybody's a rapper. I ain't trying to be no rapper. It's, you feel me? If I, I ain't even gonna lie. If I ain't had my brother, I it, I would, it wouldn't be the same. You feel me? Because I ain't had nobody to talk to. So I'd have probably kept doing shit. You mm-hmm. feel me? But I had him to talk to. So it felt like like I was getting that pain out to somebody. You feel me? That's a blessing. Did you did you feel like you needed that from your father, or were you just grateful that your brother was dead? I'm just I'm just thankful that hey, that my brother was there to help me. You know? mm-hmm. Is it is there anything else you want to add to the interview or to the conversation? Um, my, my listen, like everybody that's younger than me, I know I ain't that old. You feel me? Just just stay out the way, get something that makes you motivated. You feel me? Keep doing, put your all into it. And, and for those that are dealing with those father issues and they can't find the outlet, right? Because you found rap. But like some people, they don't. Uh, listen, get in touch with me, bro. Yeah. Get in touch with me. I'd be, I, I be happy to be there for anybody in any tight way. If there was nothing else I wanted in life, regardless of how tough I wanted to act, it was to see my father. I could always relate to the famous athletes and professionals that allowed their fathers a place in their lives once they reached success. It's a feeling I can't articulate to you in a way that it would make sense. Only the fatherless understand. But sometimes not knowing the man that is biologically your father can be the best thing to ever happen. I know it sounds crazy, but meeting my father at 28 ruined the last few years of my life. I talk about it briefly in an essay found in my book on the border, and I talk about how meeting my father caused me damage. He is an old man now and has cleaned up his bad habits. He was open to me, and he even sought me out initially. But when he wanted me to maintain the relationship, having to travel six hours one way just to visit him, because his old ways stood in the way of him flying or driving to see me. So I bought him a phone on my plan so he could at least call me and see my children via video chat since I had to maintain the relationship. I haven't heard from him in over a year. And as a result, 
I masked all that pain and didn't realize him letting me down again was destroying every aspect of my life from the inside out. Fathers, no matter how we mask things as children, you are important and we do need you. Not your money, not a business to inherit, or even shoes to fill. Just you. Until next time, listeners.